Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation to Freedom's Path Recovery Society. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing their services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality and sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path or any other organization. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinooki. We acknowledge the Satina, Huradene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Well, Lauren, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's, our, it's my pleasure, and our pleasure, obviously, because I speak for Darcy about lots of things. Like, he doesn't appreciate it, but I do it anyway. Um, yeah, tell us about yourself. So, I would give a brief introduction, but I do not have the faintest idea all of the things you do. So, right. I think it's best if you just tell us about you. Sure. Yeah. My name is Lauren, and I am a, I'm an art therapist and a expressive arts consultant educator, which mm. is a mouthful. Um, but those, those are the things that I've been going to school for for the last three and a half years. Right on. Um, I went to school, if this is important, I went to school at Winnipeg Holistic Expressive Arts Therapy Institute, which again is a mouthful, but it's, <laughs> it, it's, its acronym is WEAT, WEAT Institute. Really? Yeah. And it has nothing to do with wheat. Well, or I mean... is there farming and stuff there? It, it's, in the, it's in Winnipeg, so it's okay. like a prairie land yep. landscape. Fair enough. Um, and so like, it works. <laughs> it works, I think metaphorically and maybe maybe not um <laughs> i think it's fine yeah yeah i think so too um i'm also i'm a pastor of a small mm -hmm. church and that is also a, a fairly new adventure as of about three years ago okay so a lot of these these kind of parts of my life just kind of started recently mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things um i have a partner his name is Jonas. He's really super and supportive. And hi, Jonas. Yeah, hi, Jonas. Because I'm sure he'll listen. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he's really great. We got married a couple of years ago. Again, another new thing for mm -hmm. me. Um, and what else can I tell you? Uh, I have a wonderful family. And they are have always been very supportive. Um, and yeah, they're, they're just a, a pretty important part of my life. I spend a lot of time with my nieces um, and, and my siblings when I can, although mm -hmm. we're in COVID time, so it's strange and strained mm -hmm. as it is for many people. Have you been able to see them much at all over the last year and a bit? Yeah, my, yeah. my, um, my older sister has, has some health uh, complications. Oh no. And so we spend some time caring for her and for 
her kids. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been doing that more uh, since COVID started. And so that's also a part of a part of what's what's been happening. Okay. I have a because of COVID, I, I I'm uh, some of my practicum experiences kind of slowed down with mm -hmm. with art therapy. Um, but the 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 ability to do programs online has kind of opened up another kind of vein of possibility. Mm -hmm. And I know that's how it has been for everyone. Yeah. Um, and so I, I have a few, a few art therapy clients that I get to meet with online and we work with, um, when, when we're in a, when we're in a setting where we can gather as a group, uh, and we can gather in person. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of things like I'm, I'm thinking about materials that will be kind of suitable for people. But when we're working with people at home in their homes, we're kind of working with what they have mm -hmm. and what's possible, which is also which is also really neat because it yeah. gets people comfortable um, creating in their own space. Have you found that to be like pretty consistent when you're doing the online groups where people are a little bit more able to relax maybe because they're at home? I think there's there's some of that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it also reaches people who might not otherwise go to an art class mm -hmm. or go to a creative group space because of some of the um, maybe some uh, apprehension of those of those formal spaces. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been neat to just uh, give cr people creative space in these online, yeah, in these online spaces. Yeah. I think um, for, for some, like I think for certain people, even with um, limiting health conditions that make, mm -hmm. make it difficult to actually get places, whether that be, um, whether that be to do with pain or with anxiety or mm -hmm. social anxiety, um, things that can inhibit uh, showing up to a social space. Uh, or to uh, a, a space in person. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's hugely beneficial. And, and in COVID, we're, we hope that people are being reached in isolation. And I mean, mm -hmm. there's other barriers, right? People, um, not everybody has access to really good Wi-Fi and yeah. that can be, um, can be a barrier. Um, but there's wonderful movements in art therapy towards how we can do art therapy. Um, and I guess, I mean, a, a part that might be helpful for, for listeners, mm -hmm. um, is, is what, what is, what is art therapy? That was my next question, my friend. Um, <laughs> and art therapy is, is a, a combination of, um, of psychotherapy and, and, and creativity. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's kind of this intersection of, of addressing the needs of a person um, through, through the visual, through the tangible, um, through, through color and, and visual means. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's something really wonderful I think there's a, a lot of the time there are there are parts of the the human experience that can't always be described in words, and 
um, and artists know this well, but I think it's a very, uh, a, a very, it's a, something that's a part of being human, that sometimes we have things that cannot be expressed in words mm -hmm. and, and art um, can be the visual and the felt senses can be a part of, of this kind of therapy in, in a very, um, the art, the art making and, and the approach to the art is very, it's really central mm -hmm. to the, to the work that I get to do with people. That's cool. Um, so you, like when I sit down with somebody, we never, bo both of us, <laughs> we never know what's going to come up. Mm -hmm. And so, um, the, the art becomes like, like there's a, like there's another person in the room telling a story oh, okay. and we get to, we get to interact with, with that piece. Um, and, and, um, and it's, and it's a very, um, it's a, it's a, it's a really vulnerable thing to do to create mm -hmm. something. Um, and, and, and coming into, into therapy is a really vulnerable thing to yeah. do as well. And so I think what, because people are, are bringing with them a, a need, a need that's not met mm -hmm. and, and, and seeking to, to fill that need in some way. And so the art can be, can be a, a place to, to recreate identity mm -hmm. in a really tangible visual way. It can be a way to address, um, address the, the walls that we put up. Yeah in our lives again in a, in a really um in, in a really tangible way and so that's yeah it's it's always a bit of a mystery when we mm -hmm. approach the blank canvas with there's lots of uncertainty that comes with that but um i have yeah. always perceived the art to be um very powerful for mm -hmm. people I agree. I think it is. I was only able to sit in a couple of times with you before everything locked down, but yeah. I found it very helpful. Like just, it just helps kind of give some things I don't have words for a place to go, mm -hmm. right? Like feelings that we might not fully understand or, yeah, yeah that's very cool. Yeah. And it gives us a, a chance. Um, it, it gives it a chance for those feelings to um, to be seen and so we can kind of and and we can liken this to other kinds of practices as well if you think of um, different different mindfulness practices mm -hmm. different um, different meditation practices we 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 want to kind of um, give those that which is maybe difficult to hold a, a way to look at it mm -hmm. right or to step back from it and and perceive and to kind of perceive it yeah um, and so something that, that I think happens really naturally in art therapy is that we, when we create the image, we can, we can, and we create that feeling, um, in, in color or in, in design, we, we can look at it mm. and we can, we can have a different perspective of it than when we just feel it inside of us. Yeah. And so, um, that can, and that kind of, and another way that we, we talk about that in art therapy is we, we gain kind of reflective distance mm -hmm. from that, yeah. um, which can also 
render some of those maybe more harmful parts of ourselves a little less powerful when, yeah. when we're able to kind of put them outside of ourselves. Yeah. Um, which can be, yeah. Which well, it can I've be profound, right? Profound and, yeah. and, and a relief and maybe even mm -hmm. a physical release yeah. of some kind too. Um, but everybody's journey in, in healing is different. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I envision myself as somebody who, who is there to kind of walk alongside mm -hmm. a person in, in that journey. Um, and it's, it's very much um, within the, the, the client's control as to what, what we do and how, mm -hmm. how we interact with, with the materials. I always, I have suggestions and I have um, hopefully ideas that, that keep people's goals at the forefront. Mm -hmm. um, so that's so important. Yeah. Um, Everyone's right to self-determination, right? Yeah. 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 And, and making sure that the control, control stays with, with the client. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, really, really important. Yeah. So, what got you interested in art therapy? Because you mentioned you were a, you're also a pastor. Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously been a journey to be a pastor. Like, that's another question. Like, what got you interested in being a pastor? Because people don't usually choose that lightly. No, no. Um, that's true. I I'll start with the the question about getting getting into the expressive therapies mm -hmm. in general. I um, for myself, journaling mm -hmm. and and music and actually singing were my were my first healers. Okay, um, my first kind of safe spaces to express myself mm -hmm. and to understand um, understand my own identity and complexities. And um, so my my original. And I and I had I had always kind of found myself as a, a as a person who who ended up being being able to listen to other people's stories, mm. um, and I always I've always um, as a therapist as a pastor and before as as a friend or. Um, or camp counselor, mm -hmm. the, those are some of my previous experiences. Holding space for other people has always been a really, has, has been very sacred. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I, you, as, as a listener of, of somebody's experience, of somebody's, of somebody's pains and joys, mm -hmm. you're, um, you're given a you're given a gift That's every true. time you hear somebody's story, as as you know, and yeah. your um, part of your work is mm -hmm. is hearing people's stories and and then also sharing them. It is a gift, absolutely. It's a, it's such a yeah. huge gift, and so I knew I wanted that to be a part of my life intentionally, and mm -hmm. so um, I I began kind of my my own studies. I thought I was going to be a music therapist, and then I, I broadened my studies to to peace building and more kind of community community development mm -hmm. kinds of uh, kinds of work and, and and schooling. Like that's that's that was where 
um, my interest in my education kind of shifted in, in my bachelor's program. And so, um, but after that, I, I, did some, I did some inner city work um, in a youth program. It was a youth drop-in center. And okay. as, as I was doing that work, I, um, I felt like I was able to hold space for people's stories but that I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had the tools to really walk alongside, mm. um, walk alongside mm-hmm. those kids yeah. really well. Okay. And, and I, and I burnt out really fast. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so, and then, and then my, the next part of my story was, um, was doing ca- um, caregiving for my great aunt who has dementia. So mm-hmm. working with youth to working with an, an elderly lady mm-hmm. who, um, who I love dearly and who was, who was changing significantly. Mm-hmm. And so um, having kind of these different perspectives and even as, the, uh, and those experiences have both informed my, my desire to be a pastor. Okay as well as my desire to find um, other, other tools and perspectives to hold space for people. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, yeah, I wandered into to expressive arts therapy, which um, is only different than art therapy in that, well, it, it is, it's, it's, it's vastly, it's a different discipline. Um, However, the, the main thing that I see as, as really um, central to expressive arts therapy is its, its openness to um, using many different ways of expressing mm-hmm. oneself. And so there's a, a constant kind of conversation between different ways of expressing. So if I were to begin... Um, begin in in creating a a physical piece of art and then i'm i might i might respond to that in in writing or Mm. in in movement or in and so there's kind of this conversation between these different um, modes and and that kind of hopefully i think the hope in expressive arts therapy is that that allows kind of a, a different depth of of experience Mm. um which i which i have always i've always really loved the kind of fluidity and and openness even to um my clients having a particular expressive Mm -hmm. preference right it's not as if we only need to just be in the um two two dimensional art Mm -hmm. um we can be it's a good point we can be expressing ourselves through movement through music Mm through and and through drama and yet and even all of those things they have their separate disciplines right Mm -hmm. there are people who very much are focused on there are drama therapists there are dance and movement therapists Mm -hmm. Um, and so expressive arts therapy um, is um, does does the work of of connecting connecting those in one space Mm -hmm. 
um, and and having a conversation between all of those all, all the different those disciplines things. kind of thing yeah yeah that's cool yeah yeah it is that cool. is really cool and by cool I, I obviously it's cool but it also it, it touches a part of therapy that talk therapy won't touch really you might talk about it right like you might talk yeah. about I love to paint or whatever but mm -hmm. you're not talking about some things there's just some things that words haven't been described yet right like yeah. how we haven't figured out the words yet for them yeah you know and and often like those things that we don't have words for um they can't they often can't hide from the art or mm -hmm. can't hide from the hide from the expression yeah uh and and it and it allows for things to continue to be undefined by words if they need to be mm -hmm. right or or eventually we find the words to to understand what yeah. it is that we're feeling but some some experiences don't just yeah they don't have that mm -hmm. and and that's okay yeah it totally is yeah and i that i really think is important for people to to know right mm -hmm. even if we can't explain it it's no less real yeah yeah in some cases, the unexplainable is the most real thing we feel, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. the, some people, we carry they carry the inexplicable their whole life, yeah. not knowing how to describe it, and and that can open the floodgates, right? Like mm -hmm. singing, getting into any kind of expressive. I like that term, like expressive art. It, it kind of covers all the different art mediums, maybe, right? Like yeah. and um, and how valuable they can be to mm -hmm. unlocking parts of us. Yeah, you know. Well, and the hope is that we can, um, like if one, one form of expression is, and I, th I think this was from a, a, one of the, the teachers that I had, but if one form of expression is kind of one note on the piano, mm. you know, we want to be able to use them all, right? Mm -hmm. All the keys. And yeah. so just thinking we might be really comfortable in this one place and maybe uncomfortable with another form of expression, mm. which is so normal. Um, we might not be completely fluid with all of the forms of expression, but that it, it might tell us uh, something about ourselves if, mm -hmm. if movement is really uncomfortable, right? Yeah. It might, that we might just notice that and, yeah. and ask maybe why, why that is. Mm -hmm. um, or if, you know, if painting with a really fluid medium is so wonderful and you just like, you just love it, mm -hmm. right? Just, and just noticing that and what that might, yeah. the actual interaction with the art form is, is simply just a, something to notice, right? Yeah. And, and it can be, it can be illuminating about something about us. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be, yeah. it doesn't have to be either, right? If you really enjoy playing with certain art materials, it doesn't necessarily have to say something about you psychologically, yeah. but... <laughs> Yeah, fair enough, um, but it might. And it, but it might. Yeah. And, and so part of my role is to just ask those kinds of questions mm -hmm. and, um, and observe that with, um, with, with the person that I'm with. And mm -hmm. if, if that, you know, if that sparks something for them, then it's yeah. something to follow, right? For sure. And something to, to, to ask about. So. Yeah. Well, and who knows the art, the art piece, whatever the expressive art might be, could, could simply be what it is, right? Yeah but it could unlock something that was already inside. And then after the fact, you might notice, well, I'm thinking about this thing because it, maybe the, you can connect it to the piece of art you did mm -hmm. where it's like, oh yeah, I was talking about this. 
I did this, maybe we'll just use drama to include more, right? Is yeah. I did this monologue or in front of people and man, it was awkward and hard and all that stuff. But then I left and I realized I'd never done anything like that before. Mm. Something off of whether it was good or not, it doesn't matter, yeah. right? I mean, good, I use quotation marks. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of what, how it impacts us, mm. right? Well, and it's interesting that you talk about it be like um, it being good. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that that we all bring uh, that many people that I work with bring into um, as as a part of even their apprehension, right? That mm -hmm. the, that art is in the title of this. There's yeah. with with all of these um, different modes of expression we also have in our our society, the, the high, these high art forms that we have mm -hmm. experts that are artists yeah. and, and actors and, mm -hmm. um, and that, and that, that can, that in some ways can really inhibit, um, people mm -hmm. because there's this idea that only certain people can, can be artists, mm -hmm. um, or that that is, and it's not to say that that those that are that are really well learned in those in in those fields that there's not something there's something true there is something of value there, mm -hmm. but to not um, to remember that these different forms of expression are just innately human, mm -hmm. right? Kids kids are 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 born with this ability to express themselves in mm -hmm. different ways. And, and we, and we learn very quickly, like within society, what, what the rules are around those things. Yeah. I often have people reflect on, on an art teacher or a, or an elementary school teacher that kind of reprimanded their form of expression, mm -hmm. right? Or it said like, no, this is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so something that we're doing in art therapy too is, is working, working with, can be working with that, um, but I think there's all kinds of different constraints that society puts on us mm -hmm. that we are is trying to define our identity in a way that it's yeah. is not actually authentic to who we are. And so, agreed. Again, it, the creating of the art can be a a practice space to mm -hmm. challenge that and to say I do have a voice. Mm -hmm. It does matter. Yeah. And um, and yeah, that my that I can kind of create my own identity in an mm -hmm. authentic way. Um, and that's, that's the hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and I think, I think you do. Like, I think you, I mean, I think a person can, if they engage in, yeah. I think it's like, uh, not whether or not you're a good artist or you should be doing this or not. It's kind of like people feel that way about any kind of therapy, to be honest. Like they, oh, it's not for me. It's for other people, right? Yeah. It, it's uh, my my personality doesn't doesn't work for therapy. And it's mm. like, well, maybe, like maybe, yeah. maybe you're right, but maybe you're not. Maybe what's happened is that you've gone to a certain number of therapists and said, this has left me wanting mm. these therapists, this, these processes, and but to rule all out to rule out all other forms of therapy based on my limited experience mm -hmm. with it would have been disastrous right For like sure. uh, anything with the word therapy in it like whether it's physiotherapy or anything it's kind of like we are so used to telling people what they need to do to feel better 
mm -hmm. right? That we think we can still do it, even though most of us have real well, some of us have realized that that's not how this really works. Yeah. Right? Like telling people what they need to do to get better is not working. No. Right? It's just not. You know, helping people find their way to do things. I have found great success there. Yeah. And I'm sure you've experienced that as well. Yeah, and and you want you want people to to find their own path. That's like if if it's not if it's not within again, it's kind of like the the control thing again, right? Mm -hmm. If 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 people aren't I think and and there's so many different kinds of needs that people bring, but um, when it's not, um, it needs to be owned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by the by, the client. Yeah. Um, and something that I would want to encourage people about therapy, and I know not not necessarily everybody has the means to to sh to shop around, mm -hmm. um, but thinking. The, what I have found, um, even like I, I have a therapist, and mm -hmm. what I have found is that it's it's like any it's it's not it's not like any relationship, but it is it is a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so if 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 you're not a if if you don't maybe trust the person or there's not that if you don't. Um, if you're not able to kind of have a, a rapport with them mm -hmm. or you feel like you're always on guard with them, um, see, like, see someone else, yeah. right? Or yeah. see someone who allows you to be yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, there's, if you're not getting along with everyone, that might also say something about you. Mm -hmm. But, but to, to keep trying yeah. and to... Um, because it it like 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 when I think about friendships, there are we're drawn to certain people and we're mm -hmm. not drawn to others, right? Yep. And that's and that's normal. That's okay. Mm -hmm. The therapist that you see that doesn't work for you probably has gifts for that others. might work for somebody else. Yeah. Um, and it's not to say that they that there are, there are probably some not great therapists out there. But there are some really good ones that yep. are. There's a mix of both. Yeah. There's a mix. Yeah. Just in any in any profession, yep. I think that's true. And um, to yeah, really both advocate for yourself when you if you, when you are with a therapist, you can you. It's always your right to to like dis to not continue mm -hmm. things and to or to even ask for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, cause it, it is, it's a very personal journey going into therapy. Mm -hmm. I think you really have to, um, yeah, you really, there has, I think there, it helps when there's a, a desire for your, for, to have your own goals mm -hmm. in, in that space. Well, yeah. And it's why there's so many different forms of therapy, right? Yeah. Is because there's so many forms of people. Yeah. Like, there's so many different. We have different needs and desires and mm -hmm. backgrounds, of course. But I, I just honestly, I guess, from being in the field for a few years, I always get a little bit tired of that big giant paintbrush people try to put on stuff, right? Like, yeah. there's only one way to get better. Right. And we, like, we know that's not true. No. Nope. You know, I, and I think 
if we're telling people that, we're assuming lots of them don't know any better. And I think that's irresponsible. For sure. Right? Well, and the, yeah, I think every person is that you like, you are the expert on your own story. Yes. Right? Which means yeah. you have the best information for your own healing. Mm -hmm. That's something that I trust with every client that I have is yeah. that they, the capacity for their healing doesn't lie within me. Yeah. It's yeah. in them. It is in 100%. the person who arrives, right? Mm -hmm. they, because they, because they know what they've been through. They're the yeah. only one that's experienced that as fully. Yeah. And so, um, sometimes we do need somebody to walk alongside us in, in, yeah. I think we always need kind of, we need people, we need community, but we need to trust our own mm -hmm. kind of instincts yeah. um, as to what we need. Mm -hmm. um, and so... But I think that's an important piece you just mentioned, is that a, a therapist of any kind, of any worth any salt, is walking somebody, right? They're walking with them. Yeah. They're not leading them. They're not pushing them. They're just walking with them, right? Yeah. And every time I hear someone say that, and you've said it a couple times, it's like I just think of the... Um, the beautiful Ram Dass, who, like, all it was was about walking each other home, mm. right? It was about how can I, how can I walk you home so that you're not scared, yeah. you're not as scared, you're not as hurt, you're not as whatever it is, right? Like, mm -hmm. how can, how can I be of use to you to walk mm -hmm. with you? Like, and I, th I think I've always sensed that about you, right? That that's kind of a part of who you are. Is is I, I would like to be with you, not in front of you, not behind you, just with you, and. Yeah with you for whatever you might need, as opposed to with you for what I can give you, right? Sure. Uh, or what and, I want and, to. And we're like, for myself, I'm always having to remind myself, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you go through different stages of that with, within any relationship, right? Yeah. Where you realize maybe that you're trying to take control of yes. the situation, or yeah. maybe you're um, starting to avoid certain things mm -hmm. because it's causing, you know, it, it might hurt the person, right? And so you're finding a, a, um, a way of, of, of walking, walking with and really like validating mm -hmm. the journey that somebody's going on. Of course. That's the, that's the hope. But it's never, yeah. you know, every, every therapist is uh, going to make mistakes along well, the way. Obviously, yeah. yeah. I mean, to say that their therapists won't make mistakes is, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> and just for people to remember that their therapist is a, just is a human being that's yeah figuring out life too. <laughs> well, and trying to help figure out something in someone else that's not theirs, right? Like yeah. that that added element of the, of of the relationship, yeah. right? But it is a relationship, and for sure. And I think like now, I mean, there's lots of clinical probably clinical perspective that are like, no, it's not <laughs> like, and I've heard this before, right? No, it's not a relationship. It's a, mm. and if it is a relationship, it is one-sided and that is what it is. It's right? a particular kind of relationship and, and yeah. different, yeah, different clinicians have different approaches sure. to that, even for their, their own, like their own well-being. Yep. Right. And, and, and it works for some people, right? So it's kind of like that. Again, we don't, that big brush is not relevant here. Mm -hmm. what, what it is, is there's a bunch of little brushes that are at work yeah, yeah. and all those little brushes need to be at work yeah. right in order for each of us to find the healing that we might need mm -hmm. yeah I, I and i'm not i wasn't slagging the medical profession at no. all it's it's simply different that's all for it's sure. just different and they like you mentioned personal reasons 
personal safety reasons, yeah. security, all those reasons are factored into that. Um, but there is something different hmm. when, when I meet other people like yourself who are just so wanting to walk with people. That's it. And, and there's, um, sometimes it seems like it might be too good to be true, but the truth is it's just true about some people. Some people just genuinely want to walk with people. They don't want to judge them. They're too busy walking mm-hmm. with them to judge them. They're, yeah. you know, um, and that's what I aspire towards, right? I, I don't know how, how good I am at it, but I sure hope um, to walk in your footsteps like that, right? And to be able mm-hmm. to walk, just walk with people. Yeah. Well, maybe we can just walk with each other too. Yeah. Yeah. We absolutely can. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. So let's just for a second, like, what was it like growing up and that you would want to become a pastor? And, and, there, and I asked that, obviously you laugh because you know the joke, because it's a joke. It's like, why would you want to be a pastor? <laughs> um, so, but there's lots of really incredible reasons why people choose that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like what kind of, what, what motivated you towards that? The, I, the, the short answer is that I needed a job. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. I needed a job while I was in school. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the longer answer, uh, is that I, I've, I've grown up in church communities. I've actually, I had the privilege of attending a, a faith-based university. Mm-hmm. And I, even while, while I was there, I, I did, um, did a lot of engaging in the um, the spiritual spaces mm-hmm. of of community, and 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 loved and really loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd always had felt the the draw of and it, and it connects to to art. And I think it's it's something that therapy doesn't doesn't provide for people necessarily, um, but that we need to that our healing needs to exist in community. And mm-hmm. I think when faith communities are doing, are, are at their healthiest, they, they have that space mm-hmm. yeah. for people. Um, and that's not, that's not always the case, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I, I grew up always feeling very um, encouraged and I, lo- I loved, um, I love liturgy and mm-hmm. um, music and um and and the the care of of community i think is is mm-hmm. probably the the kind of the important piece for me and and gathering around teaching a certain kind of um values that says that yeah. everybody is welcome and um and there should be room at the table for everyone mm-hmm. is uh, has been really important to me, mm-hmm. and so and and I I had nudges in in university um, that I laughed at, <laughs> and people that went, so like maybe you should think about being a pastor, and mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> cool, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, um, but I, I can relate to that. When people asked me that or mentioned yeah. that to me, I was like, you need to leave me alone. Yeah. Well, and it, and it has it has the same kind of you know there's a lot of church work or or mm-hmm. um, faith community work is is holding space for people's stories right that's yeah. 
um, for the human experience of asking questions about that which can't be answered. <laughs> That's what we hope it's there for. Yeah. Or what people assume it's there for, I guess. Yeah. 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 It's there for, uh, for all the unanswered questions mm -hmm. that continue to be unanswered, I, I would say. And so I, I stumbled across a, a job posting from a very, from a small community church that, um, that was looking for a part-time community care leader slash pastor. And that intrigued me that, that they weren't even sure if they really wanted to call it a pastor mm -hmm. or just like a community leader. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That is interesting. Who, who are these people? Yeah. That's an interesting title, like shift in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, my, my title is community care pastor because we, we've stuck pastor in there because it's easier to explain to people. Yeah. Um, uh, we say pastor instead of a whole long answer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fair so, enough. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been, again, walking alongside um, this community of people mm -hmm. and uh, they've welcomed uh, my partner and I to be um, to be a part of them, and and it's really wonderful. Yeah, yeah. they they have taught me a lot, and taught me a lot about about being being inclusive and um, and they yeah it's a, a what I think is a, a unique experience as a first time pastor. Mm -hmm. I have felt like I've been able to be myself in the role um, from the beginning, that they wanted, they wanted me to use my gifts in the ways that I could and the way that I can. And so I've, I've stuck with them and they've stuck with me. So, nice. Um, yeah, it wasn't something that I always wanted to do, but I always, um, I always felt at home in the church spaces that I grew up in, mm -hmm. which again is not, is not everybody's experience. Yeah. Um, and I. But there are few people like yourself yeah. who actually had a, incredibly positive experiences, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. 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 And, and I, yeah, I did have really wonderful mentors in those spaces who mm -hmm. did welcome more questions than they were of giving answers, which mm -hmm. I thought was really, that was really important yeah. for me. Um, especially, yeah, when, when I was a teenager. That was really important, mm -hmm. and it's still still important. Yeah. yeah, what was it like? What was it like growing up? Did, did, were your parents ministers or just churchgoers or churchgoers? Yeah, yeah, and and they um, really um, uh, faithful in in practical ways. Mm -hmm. um, like not just in words, but practice as well. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I would say less like. Not so much in words. Mm -hmm. So I never felt pressure to to uh, live out a certain ki kind of faith. Um, like I, it, it was very open for me to explore. Mm -hmm. I, I never felt like I had to fit in this in certain confines. I, like what was important to them was the the community mm -hmm. of the church, and that's something that I feel like has been yeah. passed down to me is being able to like rely on this group of people that is not, um, I think what so often happens, one of the, one of the bigger gifts of the church 
that I think still exists, although maybe not, not as much as it may become irrelevant, I'm not sure, um, is the intergenerational aspect mm -hmm. of it. I think so often we, we're um, sectioned into our peers at work, mm -hmm. our, or even for kids, they're working with, they, in school, they're with kids the same age, mm -hmm. whereas church is a space where you get to interact with um, multiple generations of yeah. people. And I think that's such a, such a gift. Um, yeah. To have the perspective, to hear mm. perspectives from different ages of people and different yeah. walks of life and um, get to have people who are just a, a few steps ahead of you mm. <laughs> um, and, and share that, share, share life with yeah. one another. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you're able to talk about it, like about the positive sides of it, right? Because, and to say things like, I know it's not everyone's experience because we hear a lot of the other side of it, right? Yeah. We hear a lot of the downside of it. and. Yeah. Um, and lots of times it's because we've come through negative experiences mm -hmm. and we work with people who also are, right? Yeah. But that doesn't, that doesn't stop those really wonderful humans who come through there too, because there are wonderful humans like yourself, but not just you. Yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of wonderful humans. My parents, like they're amazing humans, right? Yeah. Like, and, and, and I, I think that's probably when I think about pastor, when people would ask me if I was interested, like probably prior to six years ago, people were asking me more often because six years ago, I probably told somebody like really sternly, like seriously, that's my dad. Like, that's not me. Like, that's my dad. My dad has that devotion. My dad has that faith. That's not me. Mm. I have devotion and faith in other things, right? But I, it's okay. It's okay that I don't believe in the same word for word thing that my dad does, right? Like there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm comfortable with that. My dad's comfortable with that. But the truth is, it's more about that positive experiences, right? That, yes, religion has done some really terrible shit. For All sure. Of it. All of it has. And I think, right? I think it's important for those people within, within churches and especially leaders to, mm -hmm. to acknowledge that, right? And to know yeah. that I, yeah, my, my background is, is Christianity and Christianity mm -hmm. has done a lot of awful or a lot of mm -hmm. awful has been done in the name, in the of, name Christianity. of Christianity. And, yeah. um, that's, that's a part of, that's a part of our story yeah. and the, the harm that that continues to do to many mm -hmm. people, um, is, is often the work that I do with people in therapy. I bet it is. And same, yeah. same here. Right. And, and that's a big part of what people go through as yeah. they grow. Right. Yeah. And I think just, and all that awfulness that has happened at the hands of religion, and I'm not just picking on Christianity, I mean religion yeah. in general, because yeah. there are some religions that are hard to kind of stomach, right? Like some of the yeah. practices, I should say. For sure. Um, and Christians included in that, like mm -hmm. they're obviously, but it, it doesn't take away from the fact that really incredible humans can be involved in those faiths sure. and be incredible humans yeah. and not shit on other people and not like, exclude people mm -hmm. and and sometimes i think for myself and i'm not speaking for anyone else although i might speak for darcy again in a minute now that he's back <laughs> <laughs> but for myself it's it's more like i have to remind myself of that right yeah. because i am i work in a part of life where a lot of people have been harmed by those principles right by the sure. ideas and and not just the actual ideas, but the bastardized ideas, the, yeah. the twisted ideas, and in some cases, the very word-for-word -word ideas that come across to some of us like, 
really? Like, that's how we're going to treat each other? I don't know if I want to do that, right? For like, sure. But, but it's important to remember that that's not the whole story. Definitely. That's very important. And, and often it, it's a, a particular ideology that gets wrapped up in, in greed, mm-hmm. in very like self-serving ideas. And that happen, it happens mm-hmm. not only in religions, it happens in politics, it happens in oh, anywhere that there's any organization. Um, potential power over a group mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. And, um, and, and actually, I think undergirding more of that is, is fear. Mm. Yes. Likely. Um, that often the people who are also the people who are causing harm are probably afraid mm-hmm. of, of either losing that control or revealing their own vulnerability. Yes. Um, and that's not, not to excuse that. No, no. But it's to say yeah. that there is, there is usually more to the story. Yes. Um, well, but to, to say to, humans are complex and then to say that's simple is a total, yeah. that's just not accurate. But for people that are, are in faith spaces that are harming them, get out. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's you know, fair. Fi- Seriously. Find, find a space that is, yeah. is safe. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out, man, because yeah. seriously, that door will break your butt. Like yeah. somebody will try to stop you from going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just there's a lot of toxicity, right, and dysfunction in For sure. whatever organizations are out there. Like yeah. big, the bigger the organization, the more dysfunction, right? And yeah. and obviously the more mm-hmm. the longer standing that organization, the more history. Therefore, the more like negative history, right? Yeah. It's because it's like, well, I wasn't around during the um, now I forgot the word, the Crusades. I wasn't around during the Crusades, so like, why should I be affected by it? Well, that's because you're not a I have no, nothing about the crusade was offensive to me, except for the fact that Christians murdered a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, other people murdered a bunch of people too, right? Everybody was mm-hmm. murdering people, but that's not how it is today. And I don't have that history, right? So people don't look at me and go, oh man, like you have all that negative history back there. Um, but that's not who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's hard to separate that with these faith-based, some of the faith-based um, organizations, because they, they clutch onto the history. Mm-hmm. They clutch onto it like it's a birthright, like it's a, a point of, of uh, pride almost. Right. And it's like, mm, I don't know if I'd be proud of that. Like, yeah. And it's okay that it happened, don't get me wrong, because it's history. You can't do anything mm-hmm. about it, right? It, I wish it didn't happen. I wish the Holocaust didn't happen. Yeah. I wish a lot of shit didn't happen. But the reality is it did happen, and, and it's over now. So what are we going to do now? Yeah, and, right? and, and sometimes if those, you know, if those, I think those personal or even if they are really far back histories, mm-hmm. I think they can really affect us now. Yes, yes. Um, and and that, that work needs mm-hmm. to be done uh, to, I think, I mean, that's the work of, of, of reconciliation mm-hmm. between between settler communities mm-hmm. and and First Nations, Métis, and Inuit communities mm-hmm. in Canada, right? That's um, it's a sim- I, It's not. They're they're different stories, but well, it's terribly complicated. I wish it was simple. And yeah. and I, we cannot say that that's even though it was a number of years ago that it's not a part of us because it's mm. affecting the the continued. Um, the continued harm yeah. of a of a group of people. 
And, and I think, yeah, you're right. And a part of that is because the, the people that can reconcile refuse to, yeah. right? Or and, the people that have power refuse to share it. Exactly. They refuse yeah. to share that and to make that possible, right? Like, yeah. and, and, and I think you're right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the Christianity's history has nothing to do with today. Because what I've seen with the Holy War is that it simply became subtle now. Mm. Now it's a different kind of Holy War. They don't call it a crusade anymore. It's us versus terrorists right us versus them whoever they are it's us versus them and that's the new holy war yeah. right? or or they need to hear our truth yes they need to hear our truth and become as though we are which i or, would say is a similar kind of it's a it's a crusade of sorts very crusadish yeah. yeah but again it's been subtle right it's moved into this like subtle frame where if you ask the general of an army why are you fighting this crusade they would say this isn't a crusade this is about freedom and then, of yeah. course, we're looking like, freedom of who? Yeah. Because those people aren't free. Like, people in Afghanistan aren't free. Iraq, they're not free. Like, mm -hmm. there, there's just some things that I think <clears throat> have been wrapped up into what's popular to fight over today, right? Right. Yeah, and put into that, that bag of, okay, well, this used to be a crusade. Now it's a fight against terrorism, mm -hmm. right? But all the terrorists seem to be Muslim. Right. <laughs> like, or some variation of non-Christian, mm -hmm. right? Um, and and that, that, that leaves that taste in non-religious people's mouths, right? Where it's just kind of like, the, well, that's all we see. Right. Or that, that's what they say, right? That, this yeah. is what we see. Yeah. Um, we, don't, we don't see the good Christians, right? We see the, the ones that are breaking lockdowns, that are doing those things. Mm -hmm. And that's not the whole, obviously. Yeah. Like, those are small... When you think of how many like church Christian churches on Turtle Island there are, like that's a pretty small percentage of churches that sure. get outed for this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just that that same power thing. It's like yeah. you can't tell us what to do. God tells us what to do. Right. Right. And it's hard to argue with that. Well, it's it's hard to argue with it unless you don't believe in God, and then you're just like, no, you're just being an asshole. Like that's yeah. what it looks like, right? Yeah. And, um, but with some, to argue with somebody who believes that, it's it's hard to. You got it. There's not a conversation, or it's difficult to just have a. Yeah, a I think you said conversation. it. Conversation. There's very little conversation yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right, and I, I think it's it's such a. Um, I have no issue with faith based, obviously, like none. Uh, I I think well, I do have issue with some of the behaviors, absolutely, For sure. but not the overall faith stuff. That doesn't bother yeah. me. Um, but I do understand how it has devastated people and yeah. devastated cultures and devastated countries mm -hmm. and, um, and the inhabitants, the original inhabitants of those countries, not just North America, I mean all across yeah. the planet, right? Like yeah. um, the Crusades didn't end when they ended. They just kept going and they called it exploration, right? Like, yeah. and Exploration and colonization. And colonization, that's right. So, yeah. I mean, this is how it became so subtle. You know, that to the point where some of us can't even see it anymore. Like, we're just like, oh, it's not even, that's not true. Columbus was a great explorer. Okay. Okay, but what made a great explorer? Well, he had to be a murderer. He had to be a little bit of a murderer. He had to like to murder stuff and, and, and not value other opinions. And yeah. that was part of what it, well, historically, it seems that was part of the MO, right, of exploration was if you find these cultures, take what they have right? And, and they're not the same as you. Well, they aren't people, Yeah, right? they're it's... not people to dehumanize, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, 
do you, so as a pastor, and I wasn't trying to go here, this wasn't, like, I had no plans on this, I really <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I value, um, well, see, one of the things I really appreciate about good people is that they're doing jobs like pastors, right? Because yeah. we need more just good people doing those jobs that, pe- like, you, I think, I think you mentioned it, but there's a responsibility, right? Yeah. When when a person becomes a pastor, and I think that's why I was joking about like what made you want to do that, because <laughs> because there is a responsibility. For sure. Right? How do you feel as a good human, who's a pastor? How does it make you feel when um, some of the other maybe not the same church but similar organizations behave in a manner that would be less than accepting and inviting? Like how does that make you feel like as a pastor? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the first, the first emotion is is sadness, mm-hmm. um, and and anger. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially when it is it is make or it is causing people to to um, to believe that they are fundamentally evil mm-hmm. or or that something about them is um is either unforgivable or mm-hmm. or sinful when it's actually an inherent goodness yeah yeah um and so that that makes me pretty angry mm-hmm. um and i and and yet and yet i i you know i know very good people within uh, within church communities mm-hmm. like like that mm-hmm. um, and and find find my questions go or find my when I go oh, like what do we do about this my my mind goes more to how do we <laughs> um, how do we have spaces for conversation when we're so polarized mm-hmm. that's what I think about a lot yeah um, in when I um, thinking about um, faith communities that mm-hmm. that I perceive to be causing significant harm. Yeah. Um, and and yet there, I think there's also a space um, for saying that it's it's not okay mm-hmm. or like it's 2021. Yeah. Um, this isn't okay. Yeah. Or like I this is that. Va- this is yeah. a violation of human rights. Yeah. Um, and that makes that would and and there would be many church communities in alberta that would be going or that if they were to hear me say that um Mm -hmm. would uh be cringing or or thinking that i'm uh speaking blasphemy Mm -hmm. which is a particular view and i would hope um that we could have conversation yeah about that i would hope so too that's and i think and I think conversation without the without the desire to prove a point mm-hmm. um, is is needed, <clears throat> but that's not always where people are. Yeah, and Darcy and I were talking about the polarization of things earlier, and it's how hard it is to not get caught on one end or the other, right? Yeah. To try to and to try to to be involved, right? Because we want to be involved, we don't want to be passive about things that are bad, like. Yeah bad um that are against humans mm-hmm. like we don't want to be passive about that stuff right but at the same time 
at what point is it okay to say, okay, these, these issues are much more complicated than just two sides, yeah. right? Because Always. they are. And yeah. I, yeah, and I think the more we try to make it just about two sides is the further away from the actual solution we get, right? Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I was trying to get at earlier when we were talking was like, how, how, do, how, do, uh, how do we make that decision then and still be decent people, right? Mm. Because it seems like if you don't make a choice on one end of the spectrum, you're not a decent person. You're a waffler in the middle yeah. as opposed to someone who's trying to be reasonable, right? Like cause I, I see someone, no matter what the situation is, when they are striving to find the middle, I see them as reasonable. I don't see them as avoiding anything. Right. I see them as actually trying to find a solution, right? Because those two polar opposites, there's no solutions there, for except sure. for what we've always done, which is fight each other, yeah. right? But whereas when we're in the middle, we can start to understand and judge less and yeah. and be like, no, I really want to figure this out. For sure, and, right? and I think it makes it less about being right and more mm -hmm. about the relationship, right? I think mm -hmm. it's it's figuring out that priority. <laughs> And, yeah. and maybe adjusting those priorities. If if your goal is to be right, then I, I don't really want to have a conversation. Yeah, fair enough. But if uh, if you're willing to be in relationship, and mm -hmm. if and I want to hear you, and I want to understand you, and you want to hear me and understand me, then we can. Then mm -hmm. we, there's space. There's space, and yeah. and I think we need it. We need that mm -hmm. um, because I my perception of, of even Al Alberta or even Calgary is that there is a huge amount of polarization yeah. in different ways. Um, and I, I think polarization comes from fear. Yeah. Um, Seems reasonable. Yeah. It's either one way or another because there can't be another way. Mm -hmm. Right? And, yeah. and, and not everybody's willing to go to that space to be, to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and say... If I, you know, if I give up this viewpoint, I give up my entire community, mm -hmm. right? Or yeah. I give up belonging if I give up this, yeah. this thing um, that I, this, this thing that I need to be right about. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I that, that's, that's one, I mean, one of the many ways that, like I've, I've said, my own love of church is mm -hmm. community. Yeah. And yet community can also become when it is if it if it has and all communities have some forms of toxicity in yeah. them um but when you you can no longer have a conversation about certain things mm -hmm. or when there's only the one one way or mm -hmm. there's a one way or a slippery slope <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um then um then we have communities that that yeah, that w where there's not room at the table, right? Mm -hmm. Or there's... Um... That's an important uh, point that you made about space. If you're really holding space for someone, you're not holding it just so that you can tell them what to do. Right. Right? Like, it's not the purpose of space. For like, sure. And, yeah. and I think healthy church communities are always able to let in a new, another viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Right? Somebody that's going to say, I don't agree with that. Yeah. If there's not room for that, yeah. That, then you're missing out. Mm -hmm. You're missing out on on uh, on a person, right? Oh my it's, God! And what that person has, their story, yeah. what they bring with yeah. them, like you know, all the joy, all the yeah. pain, but all of them sure. to make the community stronger by adding yet another person to the community. Yeah. yeah. No, I. Yeah. 
There's lots to, there could be lots to say. No, it is. It's, it's true. And I, that polarization question is on my mind a lot. Like it mm -hmm. has been a lot for the last 12, yeah. 13 months, maybe. Well, and <laughs> I think. If not longer than that. And I think like art and forms of expression mm -hmm. are, are like one, one avenue of, right? Again, like we, we have difficulty maybe mm -hmm. even having conversation about about certain um, certain topics or the things the things that are polarizing, um, but finding I think what's probably more vital is finding the, th the ways that we are finding the ways that we are similar, and then have that as the starting point rather mm -hmm. than talking about rather than having the first conversation where we're yeah. on opposite ends. Mm -hmm. um, but that that I would be curious um, about using using art in communities and and with communities that may have different very different perspectives mm -hmm. and um yeah we we have to we have to do things with people that we don't agree with yeah and i think we it would be good to have a a general practice of that mm -hmm. um so that we become better neighbors and yeah. better communities because, I mean, we'll become better humans, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard, though. Like, I can see why it's people don't want to do it. Yeah. It's hard work. And, and again, it's kind of like we talked about it before, but if you're being harmed, mm -hmm. then, then it's, there needs to be some level of, uh, of, of safety. Mm -hmm. um, and accountability to those who are harming. Yeah. 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 I, I think that is one of the, another one of those concerns that people have or complaints is that... Yeah when people are harmed by faith-based organizations, there's no resolution, mm -hmm. right? There's hiding and yeah, secrets. Things and, go under the rug yeah. and people trip on it for the next many yeah. decades. Yeah, however long it takes. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else you want to talk about, my friend? This has been lovely. I have enjoyed this. And <laughs> I honestly, well. I, could I could talk to you about the church stuff forever. <laughs> um, but then you might get really tired and not, not want to ever come back, so... No, yeah. this is this was wonderful. I really yeah. appreciate uh, the time and and the space. Mm, good um, to share. And, good. Um, I always love love hearing the stories that you. Uh, the, the, I think about all the many people that have sat in this chair and told stories, mm -hmm. and that feels like an honor to be a part of that. Oh my so. goodness! Well, I am honored by we're honored by listening, right? It's yeah. Thanks for being a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, before you stop that. So if people want to find you online, how do they find you? So I am, I'm currently, uh, you can find me at Lily Inspired. So if you were to Google Lily Inspired, you'd find me. That's my practice. I'm also um, uh, providing art therapy through the Wheat Online Wellness Hub, Wellness Center. Actually, it's a wellness center, WOW Center. <laughs> Um, wow center with wheat yes yeah the, <laughs> right uh, on wheat online wellness center and so there's a yeah a few different ways i, I sometimes offer groups i don't have a, a lot going on right now but mm -hmm. i will yeah um i'm on instagram and and on instagram it's lily inspired yeah l-i-l-y inspired yes i just want to make sure it's i think that's right yeah I think it is too. I'm not sure. 
<laughs> but Lily Inspired is your website, right? Yes. Is it lilyinspired.ca? Yes. Yes. Okay. We'll make sure we attach that I to the. Look. That's probably wrong. <laughs> we'll make sure we attach the right one to the to the episode description. So sure. that way, if people are looking, I'm sure some people would be interested. Yeah. Um, and which church can they find you at if they're interested in that? So my community is called Calgary Inter Mennonite Church. Okay. C I M. Um, yeah, that's where I'm, where I'm a pastor. Cool, and they can find it online because I, I have. Are you doing Zoom? We are doing Zoom Church, okay. and again, if you uh, send, if you contact the church email, you contact me. Right on. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome.